Hello everybody and welcome to You Can't Handle the Truth and I changed the goddamn intro right there. Screw it, we're gonna go with it. Welcome to You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode is the spoiler review for the new stage adaptation. I've said that wrong. I've said it all wrong. The new Broadway play adaptation movie product thing. <laughs> it's an adaptation, okay, it's a Broadway Tony Award winning musical, now a film. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen, okay, it's the new one with Ben Platt still playing Evan Hansen, even though he's almost 30. Yeah, plenty to discuss with this film, plenty to talk about. I hate myself because I've watched it and I've got nobody to talk about it with because the film doesn't get released for another month. So we're going to speak about it because I need to I need to talk about it, to be honest. And I, here's the thing, a lot of reviews I've been seeing for this film are pretty negative. Like It's got a fairly underwhelming metacritic score and i think bad rotten tomatoes as well so ultimately people aren't enjoying this i did that's the weird thing i did actually quite enjoy this film yeah i have issues with it of course i do but then again i was expecting to hate this film and when it started i thought i'm really not going to enjoy this but then you know what i just i enjoyed it (laughs) you know i can't lie i found it quite enjoyable and i thought the songs were great i thought the performances were phenomenal yeah, the story's a bit whack here and there, and some ethical issues, and just the general creepiness. Once you get past the creepiness, it's a good film. Okay, it's a genuinely fine film. You've just got to really push past the creepiness and general uncomfortableness that is featured in a great majority of these scenes. So, yeah, you got to push past this. Once you do, it's quite enjoyable. Like, I thought it was good, and I've not stopped listening to the songs, so we're going to talk about it. What the hell is going on? Why are there so many cars reversing outside? Jesus Christ, just stop. Every single time a car goes past, I have to pause this because you can hear it. God, anyway, Dear Evan Hansen, spoiler review, here we go. Directed by, you know, I googled this guy's name right before and I've forgotten it. I'm just going to call him Stephen Broski. It's like Stephen Chibosky or something, but Broski, Chibosky, Chibosky, I don't know, Broski. Stephen Broski directs it. He did um, The Parks of Being Wallflower and Wonder, both very good films. I like both of them. Now he's done this, and a lot of people are saying it's just lackluster and stale directing. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. (laughs) As film adaptations of Broadway shows go, this is perfectly fine. You know, I've seen so much worse. I mean, just look at Cats yet again. Cats as a film, horrible Cats is a Broadway show, you know, with people in costumes, that works, that's fine, don't mind that at all. Here's the thing, okay, when you're watching a stage show, you can see the whole screen, I say screen, you can see the whole stage, okay, you can see every single character that is meant to be on stage at that time, whereas with a film, you can only see what the director wants you to see, you can only see what's in the frame, you can't see everything outside of it. This is why Cats failed tremendously, because the framing and staging of everything is so bad, it's horrible to look at, and you don't want to know what's going on either side of it, because you know it's just going to be as bad. So that works literally awful as a film, but as a stage show it's fine, plus it's not got CGI freaking fur and tails and hands, opposable thumbs, like what the hell. So for this film, Dear Evan Hansen, I haven't seen, yeah, I, I can't say I knew what this was beforehand, like... I hadn't listened to a single song. I think I'd heard one briefly, but 
I wasn't familiar with the show, I wasn't familiar with the songs or the story, I wasn't familiar with anything. I knew Ben Platt had played him in the show and now he's playing him in the film again. That caused a bit of, not controversy, but a little bit of backlash. Given the fact that what I didn't realise until halfway through is this guy is in high school, in American high school. They're not even in college yet, which I thought it was in college for the first half of the film I was thinking... It's weird, but I'll allow it because it's in college. You know, he's probably just been held back a few years. That's why he's looking so old. But then they say, have you applied to college yet? And I'm thinking, oh, geez, so they're in high school? Right, this makes it a little bit weirder. <laughs> so I can understand why people have issue with Ben Platt playing well, as a 28-year-old because his birthday's on the 24th of September. This this will be out after, but he's just turned 28. And he's playing, what, a 16, 17-year-old? I mean, it's not impossible, but I didn't think it was as bad as people have made it out to be. Like I've seen a lot worse casting recently, especially. Like Aretha Franklin, um, respect. Casting Jennifer Hudson as a 17-year-old Franklin is just ridiculous. Like That is completely out of order. It makes no sense. This, I, I'm not, I'm honestly not fussed. I'm really not fussed because, and here's the thing, Purely because Ben Platt is a hell of a singer. He has got such an amazing set of lungs. It's ridiculous how well he performs in this film. Like, I was not expecting him to bring the house down as much as he does. And the, this is the thing. He's literally singing in their kitchen for a lot of it. So he's gone round to the house of, you know, spoiler review. A guy dies. A guy kills himself, sadly. And then he weaves his way into this family yeah, it's creepy, I know. When I'm saying this back, I realise how creepy it is. He's weaving his way into the family, trying to say that he was... Why? Well, they think that he was best friends with the guy that killed himself, but he wasn't. Turns out he was... Yeah, he's a loner, he's a sad little guy that has no friends, and he's socially awkward and whatever. You know, we've been there, hashtag relatable. But then, he's in this family home of Amy Adams and... Uh, I can't remember the dad's name. But um, Caitlin Deaver, who plays the sister... And his soon-to-be love interest, which is an interesting plotline, I thought. He's weaved his way into the grieving family's house, and now he's getting with the dead guy's sister. Interesting choice there, but, you know, whatever. I thought the family dynamic worked. I thought that whole family was actually great, even though they're not meant to be the most likeable, because they're quite rich and they're quite snobbish. But then again, Amy Adams is a great actor. She's fantastic in this for a lot of it. She's a bit, she's a bit scary. Okay, the one thing I'm going to say about this film... You could edit it as a horror film and it would be genuinely quite terrifying. It feels like a lot of the vibes that Get Out was going for with that creepy white family. This feels exactly the same. I can guarantee if you edit this slightly different, have a really sinister score with it, this would be scarier than most horror films recently. And I think that honestly makes me like it even more because you have got this duality of it being, you know, a nice family drama. Well, I'd say nice, but you know, guy kills himself. That's never nice. It's got a family drama musical with, you know, growing up, it's a coming-of-age film to an extent, even though he dies. Yes, again, he's not really coming of age, is he? Because he dies, so... Yeah, you've got this whole drama film that's a musical, but then you could also have a really scary thriller-slash-horror film, and I think, especially when you look at Ben Platt playing this guy, it feels very reminiscent of Orphan. Now, if you haven't seen Orphan, it's about... Well, I'm not actually going to spoil it, because... Yeah, I'm not going to spoil Orphan, but... I think I have to. If you've seen Orphan, 
great, then you'll like what I'm about to say. If you haven't seen Orphan and you want to watch Orphan, but you don't want it to be spoiled, just skip forward like a minute. Okay, so Orphan, it's all about this little girl who's secretly like a 30-year-old, just pretending to be this child. That's exactly what I felt with this film. You've got Ben Platt. He doesn't look... I don't know if he looks older or younger than he actually is, but he hasn't really... Oh, I don't know what they're doing. I've really... They try and make him look younger. This is the thing. When you look at Ben Platt in real life, he doesn't look too bad for his age. But when you look at him in this, they've physically made him look younger. They've given him such a weird-shaped forehead. It's ridiculous. He wears a go-kart helmet at one point, and it's literally like you could put a giraffe in the size of his forehead. It's absolutely nuts how big his forehead is and how oddly shaped it is. It's like... A hammerhead shark but a giraffe that's literally it if you put a hammerhead shark's head onto a giraffe you've got evan hansen you've literally got him there and so add a helmet onto it as well it's just crazy and you've got curly hair which honestly he's a mess he's a horrible mess to look at and that's no disrespect to ben platt because you know he's not like this in real life but it really just felt reminiscent of orphan when you've got the older actor like physically morphing into this younger self that's exactly what I felt like with this film. So you've got really horror elements that way. You've got really creepy elements with the White family and Amy Adams. And she sounds Buddhist at one point. She, she, you don't actually see it. But Caitlin Deaver, the daughter, goes, oh yeah, my mum went Buddhist last year. I'm thinking, what the hell is the point in saying that? Like, what does that bring to this movie at all? It, nothing. Literally nothing. There's no need for us to say, oh, she's rich and she turned Buddhist last year. It really doesn't matter. And now I'm trying to imagine... Amy Adams being a Buddhist, uh, no, just I don't really know why that's a thing. And then later on, when Julianne Moore, who plays um, Evan Hansen's mom, she turns up to the house, and they are very, very unsettling and quite creepy. And Amy Adams is saying, "We're not strangers," <laughs> with a really creepy smile. And I'm thinking, please, somebody edit this as a horror movie. Please do it. And it would be terrifying. It would be genuinely terrifying. So, yeah. On the one hand, it's funny in that way. But on the other hand, it's... I don't think that... I don't think they're trying to do that. I think that's not really the vibe they're going for. So, unfortunately for them, it feels like this. You know, not their fault, I guess. But it just... Yeah, that happens. But while I'm on the topic of how Evan Hansen looks, there's a cut in this film that I honestly thought it was a flashback. So he gets a tie from Amy Adams, who gives it to him because it's the one that her son bought, and because he sadly died now, he doesn't need it. But she tells him to wear it to the memorial, and she puts it on him. And the very next shot from him having the tie on, it cuts to somebody wearing a tie in short-sleeved shirt. You can tell it looks younger. You can definitely tell it looks younger, because I thought, it's going for a flashback. That's what it's doing, you know, it's flashing back to... A time in Evan Hansen's life before, there's another car outside. That's ridiculous. Are you trying to get on my nerves? All my days, are you... Nah, forget that. Right, okay, so where was I? I've lost my train of thought. He's wearing a tie, but you see this shot and you think, that's younger, that's a younger person, that's not Evan Hansen now. But it is, and I was genuinely perplexed by how crazy this cut seemed. It literally looked like it was somebody completely different, but it was him... And I was just completely left in awe, thinking, what the hell is that? There are so many shots that just make it seem like he is younger than he is, but he's not. He's 27 years old. Well, he's 28 years old now. He's 27, maybe 26 when he filmed this, so I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. 
I just think they have done something weird with him. Like, they've definitely gave him some sort of prosthetics, because when he's singing in their kitchen, when he's singing in the house, I'm just thinking, dear Evan Hansen, please get the hell out of my house, because it's horrible, it's quite haunting. But, he's an amazing singer. Okay, so, what he's doing, what he's singing, is fantastic, it's phenomenal, it's genuinely some of the best performances I've seen in a musical. I truly thought it was fantastic, but I just could not escape the fact that he was giving these really creepy smiles, and they are literally just midway through dinner, and he's breaking out into song, just randomly screaming at the top of his lungs, like, really powerfully, okay, really, really powerfully, but, like, properly belting out some absolute bangers, and I'm thinking, are they going to finish dinner? Because at the end of the song, which lasts for about five minutes, it's quite surprising, it does last about five minutes, with breaks here and there, and so Amy Adams hugs Evan Hansen, and I'm thinking, are they actually going to finish dinner? Because how do you sit down after that? How the hell do you get back to a normal evening after this random kid that you've just invited to your home belts out an absolute show tune? How do you go back to eating jacket potato after that? I really don't know. So I was thinking, why wouldn't you just wait until after the meal finish? Or don't invite him around for dinner? Because you know this kid is going to sing. Just leave it. Just leave dinner. Have a little drink. Get some alcohol down him. Even though he's way too young for that. But he looks about 40. Yeah, I just do think what happened at dinner... Silly things like that I'm interested by. But uh, yeah, what can I say? He delivers an amazing performance. And no, it's not going to win an Oscar. It's not going to get nominated. It's nothing like that. But I'm simultaneously disturbed as I am impressed. And I have gone back through and I've watched scenes again. And I do feel quite threatened by him when he's singing. You know, I do think his eyes, he's got... I think he's got dark brown eyes because they just look soulless. Like, genuinely, there's nobody home. You're just seeing this guy sing... There is nobody behind those eyes. It's just the devil. It's the devil in his human form. But goddamn, the devil can sing. Like, genuinely, he can sing his heart out. He's fantastic. So yeah, swings and roundabouts. On the one hand, it's good. On the one hand, it's creepy. I I still think it's great. I still think he was the right call for this film. Because I don't... Well, I don't know. I don't really care for the story. I don't care for the adaptation at all. I've never seen the stage show. So, not really fussed. But... I do think it will take a very long time to find somebody as good as playing him for the singing aspects as Ben Platt. So regardless of whether he looks 40, regardless of whether he looks way too old, and the thing is, it kind of makes it seem a bit a bit uncomfortable and unethical when you realise this you know, 30-year-old looking guy is trying to seduce a younger high school student. It's like, very creepy, FBI open up. But then again, she's 24 at the same time, so there's only a four-year difference. But then again, they're playing kids, okay? When you're playing kids, you need to be very careful. I don't want to see somebody that genuinely looks like they could be a teacher try and get with a student. That's just, yeah, interesting. It's very, very odd. So I don't know what the stage show is like. I don't know if that handles it better. But it's different when you're watching a film because... You tend to recognise the actors and you tend to, well I do, consciously think of how old the actors are and how old the characters are trying to be. So little things like that I do think you need to take into consideration. But to be fair, I've seen a lot of reviews slating the hell out of this aspect and it's not as bad as they make it seem. It's really not that bad. It's just a bit uncomfortable if you, you know, properly think about it too hard. So my advice is just go into it. Don't think, just enjoy it because if you just go in expecting a nice little it's not nice that's the thing 
if you just go in expecting some sing-song and some you know very well written songs and very well performed songs then you'll be in for a great time like i was i had an absolute blast and honestly there's another car what the hell are you okay the thing is i was midway through the first song and i thought yeah, i'm gonna hate this i'm genuinely gonna despise this and then it started playing around with the editing a bit and it's a bit clunky okay the editing is a bit clunky here and there and it's a very long film it's like two hours 17 for a musical you tend to feel it but it didn't it wasn't that bad at all in the end like i genuinely thought very well paced and the thing is i'm gonna get back to the editing but the thing is you know what's gonna happen you know the climax you know what's gonna come at the end there's gonna be some fallout because the whole time this guy is lying to people okay evan hansen is a liar dear evan hansen stop lying he's saying that he knew this guy he's lying to his mom he's saying he's different places than where he actually is and so you obviously know inevitably there's going to be some fallout and they're going to find out they're going to have a bit of backlash and i was i was apprehensive thinking how well it would be handled but to be fair to them it was handled extremely well like i really thought the fallout itself the major comeuppance of these characters i thought it was brilliant i thought it was genuinely great and there isn't there isn't a massive resolution there's a little bit of one but you'd think you'd think with a musical you'd think they'd try and go for a happier ending but to be fair it doesn't like it's not really the happiest of endings it's more of a content ending which i think is solid i think it works very well because if they had just completely forgotten about the fallout and completely gone against what the backlash was to begin with i thought that could have been a bit weak a bit lazy but they don't you know they do have a genuine disruption and a lot of the characters don't end up where you kind of want them to or where you think they're gonna so in that respect i thought it was handled very well you know and there are a few times okay there's not a huge character resolution arc for everybody which is a bit odd there's certain characters that do just completely vanish off the face of the earth and that to me is a bit of an issue because i'd like to have seen more of a resolution for everybody rather than just certain characters like evan like caitlin diva's character as well so i did think you should have maybe honestly ran it for a little bit longer 10 minutes longer just round up every single person perfectly because it just seems as though evan hansen tries to make amends with everybody at the same time but there are certain characters that don't relate to the resolution he's giving so in the end when he then sends a video to everybody that he's wronged everybody that he lied to of connor singing of connor you know being himself and the way everybody wanted to see him from the start the way his parents wanted to see him especially but this is being sent to other students that he's impacted but i don't see why they would care for it like i personally don't understand why they would need to see that at all you know that kind of resolution was only needed for his parents for his sister and maybe for the girl that ran the whole connor project thing that was going on i think she definitely deserved that as well but then again he sent it to his friend that he was you know making all the emails with and hacking and you know coding whatever but i don't understand why like, i personally don't get why he sent it to him and why he's watching it and well and god because he doesn't care he didn't know connor he, he had nothing to do with that so i really don't get that and you never see him again so I am thinking there should have been more of a resolution directly between them rather than just in a general blanket resolution for everybody. You know, little things like that. Tweak it. Could be great. I'm going to check my notes to see 
what else to talk about because I've got a few positive notes that I want to talk about but I think if I can get the negatives out of the way now then the rest of it should be fairly positive so let's see what I wrote down I've wrote this multiple times a little bit creepy oh yeah here's the thing he sings a song to the sister about how Connor you know well she believes that Connor was telling him all these things about his own sister turns out Ben Platt is just watching her turns out Evan Hansen is just a little creepy stalker that's watching her and is giving her this feedback he's singing a song to her about what she does and how he notices these things but he's trying to play it cool as if Connor her brother has told him these things but really he's just stalking her so I did think very creepy when you've got this predator type figure of 30 year old Ben Platt creeping over this supposedly high school student very unsettling but I don't know, that's just one of the many things. Oh, there's a great there's a great dad joke. There's such a great dad joke. I really like the dad in this film because he's a stepdad, so he's not really that close with Caitlin Deaver's character. I still can't remember her name. Anyway, he's not really close with his stepdaughter, and he's just trying to fit in. He's just trying to be the best dad he can be. And I thought his performance was genuinely great. I thought he was a very good character. I thought he brought a lot to the table that you don't really see with this type of figure you've got the typical portrayal of a stepfather figure stepmother figure whatever but i think what started off as quite a quite a guarded guy he you know he gets his barriers broken down and he starts crying eventually and he needs to let his emotions out and i think that character arc is very good i thought it was very well handled and i really liked the performance that he gave but he has a great dad joke and you know i do love a dad joke except when it's in jungle cruise but he's got such a funny line when they come back from doing shopping and he says to his daughter, we asked at the store if they had any soy ice cream, but they... <laughs> it cracks me up now. But they said there's no way. <laughs> oh, there's no way. That's great. See, I knew that. A lot of people are going to think, what the hell is way? But if you know it, it's funny. And I liked that. I thought it was great. There's no way. No soy ice cream. That's brilliant. That's honestly genius. The execution, it's so candid how he delivers it. Is phenomenal i loved that the script is fine the script is pretty good for the most part when it weaves in the songs into the script i thought it was very well handled there's a few times when i'm left thinking if he's singing like this can everybody hear him or is it just him because there are certain times when it is both okay when he's getting dropped off at school he's singing in the car but i don't think his mom knows that he's singing but then when he's in the kitchen he's singing his heart out and they can hear him or can they just hear him talking? I don't know. I don't know what the logic of musicals is, but I love it. I am just a huge musical fan. What can I say? And I unironically loved this film. Like I was expecting to hate it. You know, I'd seen the bad reviews. Didn't think it was going to be that good. Didn't care for the trailer. Didn't care for the stage show. And I just, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. I honestly thought it was better than it should be. Better than it had any right to be. The songs are great. The first three songs especially, they slap so hard. They're great. The first song that it opens with, I thought it was fantastic. And then there's a bit of a gap. There's like a 20 minute period until it gets towards the half an hour mark when there's no songs. But then there's two in quick succession of one another. One when he's singing at the dinner table and the next when he's pretending to write these emails and he's singing with Connor, even though he's died at this point. But it's kind of like a little fantasy element and that song is so well done and the editing is great it's funny it's quick it's witty it's sharp it's a very well performed song it's entertaining as hell 
Like you just want to get up and sing along and dance, whatever. And I was walking on the treadmill at the time, so I was just fully moving anyway. I loved it. I thought it was great. I don't understand why people aren't enjoying it as much as they should, because it's one of these films that you just can't help but enjoy. Like, yeah, I found it unsettling, but I just couldn't help but find it a guilty pleasure film, I guess. You know, that's what the that's what the whole vibe was. It was entertaining and it was fun. It was pretty fresh. Like, I've not seen a film that deals with the topics like this as well as it does. It gave me vibes of The Prom last year on Netflix, which is also a good musical. I loved that film as well. So I thought it does go for a younger audience similar to that film. But the mental health issues that it talks about and the struggles that these characters go through, it's actually handled very well. And there are certain times when it just feels quite relatable. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to find it hits probably a bit too close to home. But I think it was done very well. And I think the performances across the board... Amanda Stenberg, she's great. She always reminds me of The Hunger Games because she plays Rue in that, and yeah, R.I.P. But she's great in this. She looks more closer to high school age, and she sounds it as well. Like she has such a soft-sounding voice. It's really, it's really creepy when it's in comparison with Ben Platt because yeah, Ben Platt is a great singer. He's a fantastic singer, but he just sounds older than he looks in this film, and. You've got his really powerful singing voice and then his quite shy and creepy talking voice. But then you've got Amanda Stenberg's voice, which is so soft-spoken and wonderful. But then, yeah, put it side by side with Ben Platt. It's not the most ethical situation to be in, I guess. But she's great. He's great. Dynamic is great. I thought the, the characters, even though some of them don't look like high school students... The characters themselves are very well performed, very well written. You know, obviously you've got the typical tropes of certain high school students and the dilemmas and the bickering that they go through. But then again, there's some fresh new takes in this. There's some interesting ideas that are spun on its head. I, yeah, I thought it was great. And there's one scene in particular, they have an argument. Amanda Stenberg and Ben Platt have an argument in a library. And I thought this was brilliant. I honestly thought this was genius. They are like whispering, but shouting whispering at each other. It's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? You shouldn't lie. What are you doing? It's so funny because they're in a library. So they've got to be quiet. But it's quite a serious conversation they're having. and It's very topical. So... I thought little scenes like that worked very well. You know, it's silly, it's stupid. Like, maybe people are going to have issues with that. Like, why don't you just leave the library and go somewhere else and shout at each other? But I've not really seen this sort of thing before. The one thing it reminds me of is Adventure Time, when Jake and Finn are creeping around Marceline's house, and their little spider bites Jake. <laughs> the spider webs down and bites Jake, and he's got to scream, but he can't scream because he'd wake Marceline up. And why am I talking about Adventure Time so much? I haven't seen it in years. But then he's just screaming out loud, but it's silent. <laughs> he's on the floor. It's great. So I thought a library, fantastic setting for an argument. Loved seeing this. Very interesting, very unique. And then what else? There was another line I liked later on when the kind of fallout starts to happen. When they post something on Instagram that shouldn't be posted, it was his, I say suicide letter, but it wasn't because turns out Evan Hansen wrote it himself. And it was only found on the guy, Tommy, I forgot his name, Tommy? Uh, no, dear Tommy Murphy, Tommy Murphy? Is it Tommy? Oh, am I messing up? Anyway, let's just say his name's Tommy, it could be wrong, but the poor student that's died, the letter is found on him at the time, and they think it was written from him to Evan, but it turns out Evan wrote it himself, blah, blah, blah. 
But then when that gets leaked onto Instagram, and this sort of thing you see every day, you see this happen so much, something gets leaked, you take it down, still up there, you know, still there, everybody can see it, gets spread, gets shared everywhere. And then Amy Adams is saying, we need to phone the police, you know, we need to arrest these guys for sharing it. Dad says such a funny line, he's not even in the room at the time, but you can just hear it, and it's the one thing that stood out for me. And he goes, it's the internet, what are the police going to do, arrest the internet? And I thought, that's great, that's a funny line. What are they going to do? Arrest the internet. I liked it. Maybe it's because I liked the dad in the film, but I just thought it was entertaining. I thought at its core, at the core of this film, at the heart and centre of this film, entertainment. You know, it's it's a topical and dark story at times. Like, there's some very ethically wrong decisions that are taken. Like, the fact that he's lying, that's never good. The fact that he's creeping his way into this family and then trying to get with the sister... But to be fair to him, it's not his fault. Like, he wanted to be with her from the start. Then it just so happened he killed himself. And then that's when he started getting to know her. And then she forms feelings for him. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's bad or not. But the thing is, when you look past everything, look past all of the ethical problems, look past all of the bad stuff, the creepiness, it's good. Okay, it's a good film. It's a very good film. And having watched this at home... Usually I don't, okay, I'm not going to, I can't say this. Usually if I watch a film early at home, I won't go and see it at the cinema unless it really hooks me. I think I will go see this at cinema. I think I would love to see this on the big screen in that environment and watch it again because I'm definitely going to watch it again anyway. may not be at home, may not be for a few weeks, few months even, but I would gladly watch this at the cinema. I'd say... If you haven't, well, it depends. There's probably an amazing following of the stage show. Maybe they'll go see the film. But if you are unsure about it, I'd say maybe wait until it's on Netflix or any streaming platform because it's that type of film you can just watch at home and find it enjoyable. You know, just stick it on a couple of hours. It's fine. It's fun. Is it a film to go out and see at the cinema? I need to see it at the cinema first before I can make that judgment call. But as far as I'm concerned, it is perfectly fine at home, perfectly enjoyable. It's fun. You'll be tapping your feet. You'll be singing along if you know the songs. I didn't know the songs, but now I do because I've listened to them non-stop. Very good songs throughout. I'm a sucker for a musical. I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. I really didn't think I would enjoy it. I wasn't even looking forward to it. I was just thinking, I'll watch it eventually. But, you know, I saw it was available. So I just thought, yeah, I'll watch it. I'll give it a watch. And I'm actually glad I did. I'm very glad that I did. Drags a little bit here and there. But then it makes up for everything with the songs. And it makes up for everything with Ben Platt. Because love him or hate him. And find him creepy or sweet. He's got an amazing voice. He's got such a talented voice. He's fantastic. And he's very good in this film. And I do think he gives some of the best performances of any musical. Like God, I know that's not saying much because the last musical I watched was Cinderella. Like Jesus Christ, but people are saying, this is the thing, people are saying that this movie is the new Cats. Have they not seen Cinderella? Because this is nowhere near as bad as Cats. It's ridiculous. Like this film doesn't deserve the hate that it's getting. It's, yeah, it's wrong at times and it's silly and it's weird, but it's fun. Okay, and it deals with sensitive topics in a very mature and well-mannered way, but it's not bad. It's really not bad because it sheds a light on things that haven't really had the spotlight as much in musicals anyway. But The Prom did it a lot. The Prom had that inclusivity aspect and this film does it more so. You know, it's all about if you're lost, you'll be found and there's always people out there for you. You just talk, you know, don't don't do anything silly. You know, don't don't do anything bad, but there's always people out there. So I think the moral of the film is good. You know, it's justified and well-reasoned. It's just some of the execution is 
slightly poor in its planning and its end result isn't I don't know I don't think it's as good as they wanted it to be I think Covid may have had an impact I think they had to change some things because of it but then again it's good okay it's a very good film I enjoyed it some of the revelations are quite quite heartbreaking it didn't make me cry but Tab what 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 do you want to come in what can I finish the review then I'll come and cuddle I've lost where I was I've really lost it some of the revelations yeah it's quite it's quite a powerful film because some of the performances like Julian Moore Julian Moore delivers a great song at the end of the film to, or towards the end of the film I should say she's a very good actor and it's good to see Amy Adams and Julian Moore in a film this year that's better than the woman in the window because that was rubbish so I thought it was a what so I thought it was a good reunion for them and I thought she was great singing songs songs are so good okay the songs are very good the songs are better than I thought they would be and the way the story is developed and the way the story progresses through these songs through these musical performances it's fantastic everybody in this film can sing everybody can sing very well too you know it's not like Cinderella where literally nobody can sing everybody can sing like genuinely but there is no denying at the center of it Ben Platt his performance honestly terrific borderline phenomenal like it's a genuinely stunning what come on in come on in come on the door's open the door is open you can come in come on but yeah it's a borderline phenomenal performance and yeah he's not going to win anything he's really not he's not going to get a look in but all I know is, this film is better than it had any right to be. Dear Evan Hansen, it's a good film. It's a very good film. I still think it should be called Dear Evan Hansen, Get Out of My Kitchen. But, yeah, for what it is, I actually had a great time with it. And I think if people just watch it, if people form their own opinions of it, because I've got a feeling that they're going to see these negative reviews, they're going to see that it's the next cat, supposedly, and they're going to think, I'm not going to bother. I'm not going to go see it. I don't care for it. I don't care for this teenage drama you know i don't care for this performance whatever go and see it like genuinely watch it you'll be surprised because i sure was i sure as hell was surprised i love some of the songs i love all the songs pretty much they genuinely slap they're fantastic so you're going to be singing and humming the tunes long after you've seen the film you'll be listening to the soundtrack again i'm probably going to listen to it on repeat for the next few days and i just needed to talk about it because you know it doesn't come out for i think 22nd of october it comes out in the uk here so yeah, maybe this review will go up early. I don't know. I don't know if I should. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, Dear Evan Hansen, good movie. I enjoyed it. Better than I had any right to be. So I guess that's it. And I've been Kieran, and I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. <laughs>